0: Yo, head up, think fast, you're about to feel the blast It's the dopest podcast on the net, oh yeah All us geeks, such your back We round the world, we round the net So get ready and get set Cause we make it look easy, no sweat Jeff and Jordan, the host, yeah they be the best From the north to the south, to the east, to the west they cover movies, comics, TV shows, books These guys gonna get you hooked Don't stop now, just take a look, and don't forget to sign our Facebook, cause what they doing is board games, video games, yeah they on it, they fly like a comet, interviews, you's up, this podcast is pure, give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure, geek out any topic, no one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it, so if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com.
1: Welcome to another episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King, and I am a committed Jordan Steinhoff. <laughs> all right, you're gonna have to define committed, and because I can go like many, many different ways. Take them oh, all. By Take the way, and we're here to give voice to your inner geek.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons I should be committed. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: yeah. My inner geek is multiple voices. <laughs> Civil. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, some of our younger (laughs) listeners might not get that joke. (laughs) They don't even have to be that young at this point. Really? Which is sad. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's do our Patreon shout outs before we get uh, too far down. Woo. (laughs) This is rabbit hole. So again, we have people supporting us over on Patreon, which we appreciate. And these are the people that are supporting us at a shout-out level, which would be Nicole, Nate, Stephanie, Timothy, David, John, Don, and Matt. Thank you to everybody supporting us at that level. And, of course, thank you to everybody that's supporting us over on Patreon. And we have other people that are supporting us there as well. They just are not at a shout-out level. They did not want the shout-out, which we respect at this point in time. But if you don't continue to give us money, we will Make sure we talk about you later. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> we'll call you out. Yeah, well, we'll get a personal phone call. So, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot, I don't think, for general. I just was going to mention one more time that, you know, we have the All us Geeks Facebook discussion group, which we would love for people to join us over there. Uh, we are talking over there. We're starting up conversations here and there where we can. There are a few more people than just Jordan and I now, so that's good. So Jordan and I, uh, you know, we already talk to each other, so we don't have to continue to just talk to each other over there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But again, that's just a a spot to kind of interact with us a little bit more. Uh, If that's something you desire, we uh, post some questions or some things that we're doing off and on over there. And uh, you, of course, if you join, are free to post what you would like to talk to us or talk with us about as well. So again, that's the All Us Geeks Facebook discussion group. I'll put it in the show notes. Of course, if you go over and Facebook and just search for all us geeks, one of them will be our page and then the other one will be our Facebook group. You'd be able to find it. You have anything for Jenner? No,
2: no, no, I do not. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm not that committed.
1: I didn't know. I didn't know if you wanted to, to uh, mention your back and forth with agent Palmer (laughs) here. So once again, you can find out when this actually comes out.
2: (laughs) Well, that was, that was Stephanie. That's doing some math. And I, I didn't, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to burst the bubble here. We don't necessarily always put things out in order. Yes, that is true. Uh Uh Aha. Aha. You don't know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right now we're, uh, our queue is actually getting kind of low, uh, and we're heading into the holiday season. So Jordan and I are kind of brainstorming on some other like special episodes we can do kind of like the one I did with Toby, uh, when I talked about the recruits with him. So we're thinking of a few things that maybe we can record or if there's other other uh, episodes we can record like that so we can kind of use those in and here during the holiday season too to make sure we don't skip a, a release. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be things that are kind of intermixed, hopefully. <laughs> that's that's our plan right now. That's the plan. That's the plan.
2: Let's e- see how reality execution that plan.
1: Execution. Yeah, because we've actually uh, even... Pre holidays here have had to skip a few, mm-hmm. um, recording wise. So we've we've gotten episodes out, luckily, because we had the queue, but recording wise we're we've had to skip a few. That's why we're getting a
2: little low right now. <laughs> well, since we're still in general, let's throw sure. that out there. Let's throw that out there for listener feedback. And it doesn't have to be just Stephanie and Jason. Anybody <laughs> can answer. Anybody can answer. What would you like to hear us talk about? It doesn't have to be game related, though that is our thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Is there a mechanic you'd like us to discuss and maybe a game mm-hmm. around mm-hmm.
1: it? <laughs> don't don't step on what we do over in the Game
2: Crafter podcast.
1: But they respond. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So
1: <laughs> if you want to bring some topics over from
2: an actual interactive podcast, that would be awesome. <laughs> is there a game new or old? Uh, is there a TV show you'd like to have our thoughts on if we're watching it? You know, what would you like to hear us talk about? because we are here for you, as well as ourselves. It's therapy, but it's group therapy.
1: (laughs) That seems like a good place to end general before (laughs) we head down another dark path.
2: Now let me get my Zoloft.
1: (laughs) Game review! We are going to be taking a look at Super Camelot, thanks to our friends over at Catalyst Games. This is one that they sent us. Uh, We look at quite a few Catalyst games. Some of them are ones that we've already had in our collection, but some of them, like this one, they've sent to us. Some of them is going to be a combination, actually. I think one of the next games we'll be looking at from them, we both own, and they sent us a copy, so uh, hey, that sounds like a good giveaway right there. That is a good yeah. giveaway. I was
2: thinking the very same
1: thing. Yeah, so when we get to the, the very next game, we'll probably be giving away the review copy. Alright, so Super Camelot from Camelot Games is a two to four player game that's supposed to play in 30 to 45 minutes um
2: we say supposedly because <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> basically it's it's kind of a 16-bit art style uh, if you th- basically think legend of zelda mm-hmm. it's Le- legend of zelda the board game pretty pretty close to and the idea is that now this is their main by the way the main objective that they list is Getting 40 gems. Okay. (laughs) So getting 40 gems, the first person that does that can win. The other objective is there's three, is it three or four relics? Three or four relics. Three relics relics to get the. So you got to collect three relics around the realm, the board, and then get it back to these, basically the start space, the castle, and then get the grail. And you win if you do that, if you're the first person to do that. So those are your two objectives. You can either get 40 gems or you can collect the relics, get back to the start space and collect the grail. Those are the two ways you can win. On your turn, you basically have, you take three actions. And so you can do them in any order. You can double up, you know, it's it's a pretty typical thing there. You've got a a list of actions that you can take. You can take three, any order, double up. And those are uh, move, which allows you to move up to three squares. Uh, you can attack enemies and bushes. Again, we said Legend of Zelda. You can open a chest Christian if you ha- bush. <laughs> yep, open a chest if you have a key. Uh, you can pick up a special item, which would be the relics that we were talking about, or key, or the big key. I mm-hmm. think regular keys you just kind of get along the way, but big key comes from a, a, a spot. specific spot. Yep. yep, and then you can also uh, use an action to claim the Holy Grail. And again, as long as you've gotten the three relics and gotten back to the space. You can spend the action to claim that. So three actions. And that is kind of, I mean, that's what you do on your turn. And if you're moving, it's a modular board, tile laying kind of board. And so if you're moving into a space that doesn't have a tile, and again, there's a, what is it? Is it a three by three? I thought it was four by four by four. four, by four. Yeah. So basically you you can't, it, it has to be square. You mm-hmm. can't like go off in a long trail somewhere <laughs> making this long across the table adventure. So you're, you're making like this four by four board. So if you, if you can move into a spot that a tile hasn't already been put in place, you do your moving into there, you pull the tile and place it right away. And every tile kind of has icons on it to tell you what gets placed, what gets rendered. I call it rendering because that's basically how, it, how they're kind of doing it. So it's kind of interesting in that you go onto the tile while you're there, everything renders in. So the bushes, rocks. If there's any monsters on there that you, that you might be fighting if there's tra- chests I mean anything that's that's that would render in gets put on and they have tokens and stuff to represent all that so you'd place that on the on the uh, tile and continue your movement now if you leave that tile most things unrender <laughs> so all the bushes uh, rocks all that all the monsters all come off the only things that kind of really stay are like chests. chests. And relics, special items, basically. Those have very specific tiles, so all of those things stay when they come out. But everything else, the rocks, the monsters, the bushes, all that stuff comes off if nobody is on that tile. If you leave the tile and no other player is on that tile. So it's, yeah, you've left that piece, part of the game. It unrenders. If you come back, it renders in again. And that's something to kind of keep in mind, too, is like, so if you're on a tile and you've defeated the monster or a, a couple monsters or something, or, or you've uh, taken care of the bushes. <laughs> if you've attacked the bushes and the monsters. So they, they come off. <laughs> I've just broke Jordan. <laughs> you've destroyed them or defeated them. They come off the board. But if you leave that tile and come back, all of that stuff comes back. Mm. The only thing that wouldn't is, again, it, the chest stays. So if somebody's opened the chest, it stays open. Uh, it's It's a one-time kind of grab there. Anything else other that we should th- talk about real quick before we just kind of get into what's going on? Again, you've, you've got your three actions of all the things I listed. And your main objective is either getting 40 gems first or getting uh, the three relics and getting back to the start spot to get the Holy Grail.
2: That's the basics. Yeah,
1: that's the basics. All right. So let's talk components then real quick. Components. There's a lot of cardboard in this one. There is. A lot of cardboard. Not in a bad way. And actually, it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. They actually have the bushes are kind of put together standees. So they kind of stand up off the board a little bit. They have the slightly unnecessarily, unnecessary overly produced middle piece where, where you got to put in the uh, the castle walls and then put the Holy Grail token in the middle. And then you've got people like Jordan and I who can never get that thing back out without destroying the walls because of <laughs> our fat fingers.
2: For a daintier hand, it's a very <laughs> yeah. nice centerpiece. Yeah.
1: So, the, you know, the, the bushes kind of stand up. Uh, and then, you, so, like, your stone and your, uh, most of the creatures and stuff that you're going to fight, the the chests, all that kind of stuff is all just cardboard tokens that lay kind of flat on, on the surface. Except for the Dark Knight, uh, which also uses a stand. And then the player characters are, are cardboard cutouts, but they also have a little plastic stand to kind of move around with. Uh, You've got some cardboard in front of you because as the name Super Camelot, you're actually playing it's Legend of Zelda style King Arthur. So you're playing King Arthur characters in this Zelda looking format. And so you've got your character in front of you, which tells you like your your health and all that kind of stuff and and your special ability. You've got a shield. So a little, uh, you know, foldable kind of stand up piece of cardboard in front of you that because
2: gem gem accumulation is not open knowledge right
1: yeah you you see it as it happens but yeah you're supposed to remember for yourself i'm not going to tell you how close i am to 40 that kind of thing so yeah a lot of cardboard little Mm -hmm. bit plastic a lot of cardboard there's cards as well um so there's different decks for different types of treasure you're going to get so you know some of the some of the smaller monsters that you fight give smaller loot And then as you progress up, the treasure that you can get from them gets better. Again, smacking bushes. Whenever you destroy a bush, you have the potential of getting something to drop. Uh, Just, you know, again, like the whole Zelda-style thing. Hey, look, a heart just fell out of that bush I just destroyed. That kind of deal. A broken urn and got a key. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. uh, And I should also mention that all of the the combat and stuff is dice. So there's custom dice. So the dice actually tell you what you're defeating. Or, or if you defeated, if something dropped, that kind of stuff. So there's uh, the custom dice and and a lot of cardboard. I'll let you go first. What do you? What did you think of the components for this one? The main board is mod again modular squares as
2: well. Yep. Uh, it's so it's tiling tiling exploration, kind of like you know the D and D box games. You know that mm-hmm. that's it's that's the same idea. So overall, I think the componentry is pretty good. Uh, what I don't like is. The art, I'm I'm kind of past the novelty of the nostalgia of going back to eight and sixteen bit graphics. That that's a detractor for me for this game and any game. Didn't like it in like boss monster. D- don't yeah. like it in this. Don't Pixel don't like in all this. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of that stuff either. Doesn't do it for me. But while that's a visual dis- detractor for the game, it doesn't take anything away from the quality of the componentry. The, the, the forest tiles are good. Uh, there's a whole bunch of cards because there's like, what, four? Mm-hmm. Four decks. And then there's what, five player cards? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. And everything, even though I don't like the visuals, is put together well. And you can, you can tell what everything is supposed to be. You can read what everything is supposed to uh, to be read. It's, uh, th- it's not jigsaw puzzly. So you don't have to, uh, you know, clip tiles together or anything like that, like you do in the D&D games. Everything, six characters. Six characters. The And the decks are... I mean, we did some shuffling from all of them because mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time trying to parse the rules versus what we were seeing on the cards during the deck. So we we would set a deck and then have to look at it and then set a deck and then have... So we were doing a lot of shuffling. and So I think overall, it, it's pretty good. I rather like the standees for the characters and the Black Knight. It, it strikes me as kind of strange. Like, we're going to do all the players and we're going to do the Black Knights and we're going to do the bush. But the chests and the rocks, that's, Mm -hmm. that's too hard. (laughs) Those are going to be two dimensional. Um, but again, that doesn't, uh, detract from the quality because it's all very good quality and it doesn't detract from the visual that everything uh, presents. I think that the quality is pretty darn good. Oh, and the dice are, are, well, they're dice. The, the, the the symbols on them are easily recognizable.
1: They're, yeah, they're, they're green with the yellow art. Kind of deal. So it kind of give you again, that nostalgic visual a bit. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you. I have all, I've never been a fan of eight bit, 16 bit, um, in the board game space. I just, I guess I personally don't have that nostalgia bone in me, um, that I need to go back to that. There's a reason why we've advanced. Yep. (laughs) So I have some nostalgia on certain games and everything. And I'm, I always loved the Zelda games, but, I don't need to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. And so that was a bit of a detractor for me here, uh, as it is, again, in any game that does the 8-16-bit thing. Doesn't mean I won't necessarily play it, but I'm already at a point where I'm hesitant to play it because of that. But then, you know, if I do sit down to it, I want to I actually look at the gameplay. But beyond that, I agree with you. The components were Solid uh, all the way through, the dice... fine the cards were good we like you said we had to shuffle through them the tiles and the thicker cardboard was was good and yeah so it was the 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 3d elements it was sometimes a weird like why did this get picked over this i mean you know if you're going to stand up the bushes how about having the rocks and you know that kind of thing it it was it was an interesting decision or like that only the dark knights on the boss side of things were in standees um or if not boss, but monster, monster side. side. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so there was, you know, it, it 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 didn't detract from the game, but it was definitely a question in your mind and something that we'll talk about in mechanics that bothered me as well over that whole process.
2: But I'd, I'd like to see their component breakdown chart for cost to yeah. where they decided that was their tipping point.
1: Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. And, and where they were like, all right. So once we get to this many plastic standees... we're done yeah yeah Uh, so we'll be moving on to uh, mechanics here because components i agree with everything jordan said they're really solid there was nothing wrong with them they played well and we both have the kind of same that 16-bit art style which is where we usually talk about art is in our component section uh was a little was a little off-putting to both of us all right so the mechanics for super camelot Uh, do you want to go or you want me to go on this one? I'll go. Okay.
2: Mechanics are pretty straightforward. As we discussed in the, uh, the basics of the game, you're doing one of, or up to three things. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot to do and you can repeat it as much as you need to. You can run across the whole map if you want to, or you can just beat Bush all day long or, you know, just get, try to get it, get that key. It's the mechanics are, are fairly straightforward. We had a few issues with kind of, all our issues related to comparing what was in the book to what we were seeing on the card or what we thought we were supposed to do. Mm. So not to say it was necessarily a bad book, but there were some gray areas in there. So we had, um, we had some mechanical issues that would eventually get worked out. But once we figured out 95% I think, of, <laughs> uh, uh, of how the game was supposed to go, mechanically, it's sound, you only have a few options. You're going to do each turn, nothing you do, well, that's very little you do is going to impact another player. I mean, you might go in there and poach some gems or, mm-hmm. uh, get a, get a treasure out of the, uh, the chest prior to somebody else being able to get there. That might already be on the tile. And it's a good mechanic where I, or at least I really like the mechanic of emptying the zone when you leave. If nobody else is there, cause mm-hmm. that really does throw back to a lot of the early adventure games. You go into a room. You realize you're going to get your ass kicked. You leave, you go back and the randomizer has changed it. So the, the tile tells you what's going to put on there. So it's not a hundred percent randomization, but it does have that to me. Anyways, that feel of of the old school video games where you, you go in and you leave. Yep. <laughs> See what comes up next. Maybe it's better. Uh, yeah. um, yeah, and we,
1: and we de- I mean, that was something we, we definitely did while playing the game. We, we popped on is like, wait, I've, I've got movement left. I gotta let me, leave. Let me look. What's going to happen here? Oh, no, I'm blocked off or that Dark yep. Knight can get to me if if I end my turn uh, or if I use my full movement on this tile. Let me back up one.
2: <laughs> and oftentimes I don't like the way they do it, but this game is so light that it doesn't bother me. I don't like it when it's you do everything and then the game hits you with everything. Mm-hmm. And But that's how this does. But since no tile is ever, oh, well, no, that's not true because there were a couple tiles with two Black Knights on them. So you do all your actions, and whatever tile you you finish on, if you haven't cleared everything, they're going to get to do their thing. In each of the big monsters, there's the plant, the black knight, and it's the third one, uh, the, the mimic. mimic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they each have uh, they each have their own little AI on their cards that are going to tell you how they're going to interact if they can. So if they can get to you the shortest route, and they do this much damage, you get a chance to defend. You know, plants can't move, so it's going to tell you how they draw their line to you. And if you're within whatever, they don't have a range. Everything has to stay on the tile. Nothing shoots out or leaves the tile they're on. But you know, if they can, if they can get to you by whatever their AI is, or if their attack, I should say, can get to you by whatever their AI is, you know, they do it. And if they can't, then they don't. And you actually ran into the two black knight tile yeah, yeah. and and got worked pretty hard. I did. Yeah. Um. So. It, nothing we were encountered no tile can one shot a player but it came pretty close yeah (laughs) so mechanically
1: yeah well i was just saying the other thing too that's um because again this is kind of a boiled down simplistic even in the like the combat style of of Mm -hmm. everything and um so your you know the the monsters try to hit you with the dice that they get and if they hit you get a die, unless you have something else that yep. allows for more. But you get A die to roll. So where a lot of other games are like, oh, I just took two hits. Now I need two shields. Uh, this is, you get the one roll, and if you get a shield, it negates everything. If it yep. doesn't, you take everything.
2: Whether it's doing three damage or one, you, you only need one block. Yep. And, and and that's good. That's a good way of doing it, because otherwise, those two Black Knight squares would be really rough. Yep. So mechanically, everything that you do as a player and then mechanically how the AI dictates what the tile does. It, it all works well together. There's, there's two distinct phases to each player's turn. It's you, what you do and then what the tile you end on does. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, from A to A to Z, it all, I think it all works well.
1: Yeah. I think the, the only other thing I'd, I'd add to that is the combat from your perspective is kind of interesting as well. Cause you, you do that L. Oh, yes. uh, that, so, yeah. So, yeah. So when you're, when you're targeting, you basically target like an L shape around you. Um, So you might be hitting two plants or two, two bushes and a dark knight or something like that. And so you roll the dice that you get for that. And if, and you decide how the dice come up, what goes to what now bushes automatically are destroyed. Um, You don't need a hit for that, but what you might need is there's a icon for loot. So you don't, Nobody drops anything unless you roll the loot and you decide, like, if you've taken out the Dark Knight, well, then that'll drop a bigger piece of loot. So you might want to use that loot icon there. But if the Dark Knight survives isn't isn't out, you might say, OK, well, let's see what the bush dropped um, and what I get there. It's going to be smaller, a minor piece of treasure or whatever or something. But.
2: And looting, this, this is a good point, because it leads to looting is not an action. But you do have to move through the square. So if you, if you wipe a square, but you don't, but attacking was your last action, you might not necessarily get all the loot because right. some dick opponent with a whip might come in. <laughs> magnet or something. Like <laughs> magnet. That, yeah. And just poach everything from behind you if they're close enough. So it, it's with your three actions, it's, uh, you're not always in the position of having to choose between treasure and and risking leaving it there, but sometimes it does come out. Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, from my perspective on, on the mechanics, so the mechanisms used here uh, for, again, we'll talk theme later, but for the theme they were going for and, and everything felt like what they were going for, I will, from my perspective, the render-unrender gets old after
2: a while. Yeah, we kind of gave up we, on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, I understand it from... A partial perspective of, you know that that also allowed them to shrink down shrink components because you're taking them off the board and putting them somewhere else. But yeah, after a while, that that is the most fiddly part of this game right now. And it got to a point where we're like, hold on, I'm either not staying I'm here, not so even don't finishing my any, turn. Yeah, here, don't yeah. put anything here, or hold on, let me do my attack, and we'll put out whatever's left if I have to stay here, kind of thing. So it, towards the end of the game we gave up on the render, unrender. And a lot of times we wouldn't pull stuff off uh, even another tile until we needed it or something Mm -hmm. because we knew, okay, if somebody goes back to the tile, we just got to repopulate it. But right now there's no reason to pull it back off to put it back on. So early on, it was a cool cool little thing. thing. Again, the render, unrender, uh, going through the game. Nobody's here anymore. All this stuff goes away. Uh, But towards the end of the game, it was just like, this is stop. Uh, cause especially there's a lot of tiles that get like a ton of bushes and all that. I mean, there's just a lot of little things that, so I'm putting all this on. Oh, you're leaving. Okay. Well, I'm taking all this off and it just, just got to be a little bit too much. So that's the only thing again, early on, cool little thing. Nice little throwback late game. Oh my God. Let's stop doing this. <laughs> So yeah, I'm trying. To, I think that's the only thing that I really mechanically got a little tired of. Everything else, I that you've said, I, I definitely agree with. Um, mechanically, this is a pretty sound game, especially for what they were going for. All right, so rules for Super Camelot. Here's where I'm a little irked. Only a little. Only a little. Uh, well, okay, so we had some vagueness in the rules, like you said earlier. That's um, and and we eventually figured it all out. It was it just took us a minute. So. That kind of took us in and out. Not as bad as another game we'll talk about at some point, but, <laughs> <laughs> but generally, I mean, it didn't take us out very, very far. We, no. we were able to figure most of the stuff out easily. The the biggest problem I have is they went with the nostalgia on everything they wrote in the rule book and it makes it hard to read. So they used old style font, like you'd be reading on, on a, a game and they didn't, I mean, if you wanted to maybe do that with your titles or your headings, that's fine. But the actual rules are still written in that style of font, and it makes it super hard to read. And that I, that's like a huge don't, something you just don't do for a rule book. Like if you want, again, if you want, if you have your little side text or something like that, that's flavor, sure, do a little bit of that there. But when you're trying to let people read your rule book to understand your game Make it a font they can actually read.
2: Clarity ahead of theme. <laughs> yes.
1: That's all I'm going to say about the rules right now. Go. I'm a little st- <laughs> Got to take a sip of tea. Keep going. Keep going.
2: <laughs> Let it all out. <laughs> the rule book is... It's average. It's not bad. We got We got the game played. There's some discrepancy between what the rules say and what the cards say. And we never really decided whether that was because one should trump the other. Or they were just trying to save space on a card. It gives you setup. It gives you a goal. It tells you everything that you're going to do. There's just too many spaces. Cause it's what? Eight pages?
1: Yeah, probably. It's a eight page kind of like not a not a jumbo, but it's a a good size book. Yeah. Yeah, it's eight. Eight. Um and on a fairly large I mean, if it fits fits in the box and the box is a, a pretty decent sized box.
2: But there's just too much there, there's too much gray area or undefined stuff. It's, there were moments pretty much on every page where I felt that they could have defined something a little bit better or explained something a little bit better or given a more, well, just explain something could have almost everything <laughs> we questioned was something that could have been explained better in the book. Mm-hmm. It does the basics of getting you out of the box and into a game, but then that's where it adds. It, it, it doesn't give you the what ifs. It doesn't give you, or at least to my mind, it wasn't good enough at giving you the gray areas, the stuff that's going come to come up in a game that might not, might not be obvious. Well, it just might not be obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets you into the game. It, it, as we just discussed about their font, it, it sticks to the theme of the game. It looks <laughs> like it's from that game, but it's, it's it's just average. It's it's not horrible, but it's not the best book I've ever seen.
1: To their credit, though, I mean, there's pretty decent quick reference on the back as mm-hmm. as well with all of what you do on your turn, what your enemies kind of do, what all the icons mean. That's good because yeah, that was a couple things that we also kind of looked up. Um, some of the icons and they're they're on the back. So overall, again, reading through the rules and then us trying to go back to the rules. Um, I agree. Uh, it was there was a. There was more question, more unanswered question or us discussing it to figure out the answer than there should have been for what's involved in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So teachability of Super Camelot. Well, I mean, they, they go hand in hand. If it's hard to get through the rules or you have a lot of questions. So generally speaking, the foundation of the game, easy to teach. Uh, again, you've got three actions. Here's how you can. Here's what you can pick for those three actions pretty simple getting up and started in that piece of it was not an issue so getting people into the foundation of the game pretty easy that 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 isn't bad that said questions that come up while people are fine with the foundation can be a little distracting mm-hmm. so we didn't have again we didn't have a problem we got into it we got into the foundation pretty pretty easy but it was after that with some of the follow-up questions where um this kind of goes again, I don't think it's hard to teach, but it can there's a slight frustration factor there or can can come up.
2: So for us with two players that hadn't played the game before, if you take this out at a table where everybody hasn't played before and your your first playthrough is from the book, there's gonna be problems. But if you have one experienced player and you just need one that has played the game a couple of times and has it down, it's The teachability is high as long as there's one experienced player there.
1: Okay, so replayability slash how many times in a row would you play Super Camelot? Dun, dun, dun.
2: So the replayability (laughs) is I'd say fairly high because there's what we say? Six characters.
1: Yeah, two to four players, six characters to choose from.
2: So there's six characters. So there's more characters than players. And the way that. The, the exploration tiles are shuffled mm-hmm. and the way the, the treasure and loot decks and all that happen. And then, of course, the randomness of the dice. There's the, the, I, the, the, the <laughs> artifacts that you have to find are never going to be in the same square. Well, they're always going to be in the same, same square, square. <laughs> but that square is never going to be in the same yeah. space twice. <laughs> um, you know, so. Between the characters and their, um, every character has a, a specific special power, um, and be- between, well, one thing we didn't say, but this adds to the replayability. Some of the better loot items are are weapons or gear that mm-hmm. help modify your character. So, how you kid out your character, what you find, where you find it, blah blah. There's a lot of, there's a potential, potentially high amount of replayability here, just just in the box. You can play this game quite a few times without seeing the same game twice. Mm-hmm. My personal replayability is low. It is not a bad game, but between not liking the, the, the visual art and, I mean, you mentioned it a couple of times. It's very much Zelda-esque. Mm-hmm. And that was never, a, that was never a franchise I was into was from, from the get-go. It's just never been my bag. And, and the whole game, I sat there looking at it, going, I'm just playing a cardboard Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the replayability for me is not high. I I would not object at all to playing this game. If you went upstairs, if we went upstairs right now and you said we're playing this, I wouldn't say fuck you. But it's not one that I'm ever going to want to play. Had out.
1: to sneak one in. Didn't I
2: you? did. I did. <laughs> uh you want me to go back? <laughs> no, so you no.
1: You do. You do. You. I'm. I'm done.
2: but at the same time, I'm it's like one, one and done for me. I don't think I want to play this multiple times in a night. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. So the
1: replayability in the box is there. Like you said, all the, all the things you said, how you're going to get your loot, how you're going to do your characters, what character you're playing, what is their special ability this time, all that kind of stuff, how the tiles come out. All of that is, is very true. I am also right there with, uh, not, not completely. I will say I would definitely, I would hesitate to play it again. I don't, and I am a fan of the Zelda series. It's always been kind of, I haven't played some of the newer ones because we don't really have the systems for it or whatever. But from back in the day, I played Zelda all the way through as as long as I had a system on it. um, I've always loved the games. But again, I don't have, like, I love the games, but I don't have that bone that says, I need to see more 8 and 16-bit art in my life. It actually bothers me
2: i think this is a game that would shine (laughs) more at uh max players
1: yeah yeah that that would be a a thing as well i mean if we if we did play again and say like the like megan and sarah wanted to play or something like that i'd give it a shot at four players just to see the difference from what i've seen too i don't know of too many people well i I guess i say I've, i've seen a couple threads where people said i've never seen we've never had this end with 40 gems which we should say that that was with us, too. I mean, you were the closest to 40 gems, but I got the relics, and, mm-hmm. and I had, like, maybe 10 gems or something yeah. like that. It was like I had—because you did have the magnet, and you were stealing all my damn gems, you That's jerk. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the easiest win I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Let me just step on the top, which I still think that that damn thing is OP. It should be, like, yeah. a one-and-done use, yep. and you can still get the gem value for it or something, but— and it has nothing to do with the gems because obviously I ended up winning that game. But you still were coming and cleaning up right behind me. Let me hack everything apart. Oh, I'm out of actions. Okay, I'll just walk on the tile. Thanks. <laughs> See
2: you. <laughs> um, Where are you going next? I'll meet you there. Yeah, exactly.
1: But yeah, so I um I would play. I mean, again, if we were to do the the four player, I guess I guess I I would play it. I would still be like, mm, look around the room a minute. Like, what else is what else is going on? Uh, before I would jump into that I'm I'm just not I'm not looking to get back into this game to be honest so definitely if 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 at all one and done I, I wouldn't want to play it twice in a row I don't think we really maybe we also need a play where now that we know it we're not because that 30 to 45 minutes that seems for that, our
2: first game that was a lie yeah it was, <laughs> that, was that was a little brutal um, maybe they meant 30 to 45 minutes per player <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah, cause trying to go around and get the gems and everything. So yeah, I,
2: I will admit some of it was, it was the first game. We didn't know everything mm-hmm. that we should know. I right. It'll definitely go much faster now that we've got one game under the belt. Correct. Right. But, uh, cause a lot of the decisions I made that slowed me down were just based on, on lack of knowledge of what could potentially come up. Yep. Uh, I, I know I delayed the game my, myself just by, yeah. by, by trying to be a little, more clever than apparently the game really needed. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there, yeah, there are times we kind of extended out certain things or whatever as well. I mean, but that was some of those were just gameplay decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, we'll, we'll get off that one. But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, in the box, technically, there is replayability. Uh, for us personally, at most one and done, <laughs> it, it sounds like. All right. So theme for Super Camelot. All right. So I said this earlier when we were talking about the mechanics, I think what they pulled in for mechanics and how they did it with the theme they were going for. I think all of that meshes really well. I, there wasn't anything that I could remember where I was like, well, this doesn't make sense for what what they're trying to do. The only, no, not even that. I mean, so again, you're, you're playing like King Arthur characters that have special abilities and stuff like that. But again, they're all in this 16 bit format, the Zelda style game, you know, again, uh, smacking the bushes with your sword and watching things drop all of that kind of stuff. The use of the dice I thought was, was decent. And the fact that even on the day, they, they did have a wild for you to use on, on the dice and all that kind of stuff. So I think everything that they pulled in here and trying to go for a 16 bit version of, of Zelda in the Camelot universe, which is a weird sentence to say. Uh, but I think it works. I think they did a good job. The theme is there. I felt it, uh, again, the rendering and unrendering thing. Great at first, little fiddly at the end, but it still fit what they were going for.
2: So I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you there a little bit, but, uh, of course you are, (laughs) but not, not, not a strong disagreement. It, we look at it, the box is called Super Camelot. Mm-hmm. So I open it up and I look at it and I go, there's King Arthur, there's Guinevere, there's Merlin, there's Lancelot and two more. <laughs> so there is the Arthurian feel here and you're, you're questing to find the artifacts to get to the grail. So they kind of cover that. Mm-hmm. But then it's on top of a thing that it's, de- it's definitely a mashup. It, it, it's, yeah, it, it's a mashup, but I, I don't know where the need for an eight bit Camelot game is 16, right now. 16, bit Camelot. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Yeah. We're definitely super NES, not Atari. Um, <laughs> it's like the, the 16 bit console game feel. That's there. Mm-hmm. This little bit of an Arthurian flavor. That's there. Do they go together? Eh, but it, it did. <laughs> So the two pieces of theme are there, and the two pieces of theme are are there enough to be noticeable? You're playing Arthur. You're playing Lancelot. There's not many other things that, that can be, mm-hmm. and you're trying to find the Grail. Did they need to go together like this? Eh. It's not usually how I look at the theme, but that's where this game has left me.
1: Right. I I, I can see what you're saying, but again, it's for for what they were going for. And, and the mashup of the two, I think they did it. They I think they were very yeah. successful in what they were trying to, to put out. All right, so here we go. You can probably already guess this one, but fun factor slash overall for Super Camelot. Yeah, um, again, mechanically sound game Uh, that works well with the theme that they were going for. But end of the day, uh, between the 16-bit art and just... Uh, just and not just because of the 16-bit art, but the 16-bit art and something... Along the way, just did not click enough for me to make this something that I want to pull out more. It's again not a bad game, uh, and especially once you get it down, uh, once you get through any any rules, questions, or something that you have, once you get it down, it should be fairly quicker. I think, I don't know, again, so it, it was super cool that you know having the render unrender, but I think that especially towards the end, like I said, that we were already kind of dragging.
2: That started off as a pro and ended as a con.
1: Yeah, so we were already kind of dragging. For one of us, just the oh love of God, one of us end this, <laughs>
2: right? We, I mean, we we
1: had played for quite a while. I mean this this is just the nature of of this game that we were playing at the time. Um, so between that and and that was, I think that was part of our decisions. Like, let's stop taking stuff off and on the board because that's slowing everything down, Mm -hmm. and let's just keep going. Uh, So I I think it was partially that, and the fact that it's also 16-bit, even though it's a mashup of some things I like. Like I said, I like Zelda, I like King Arthur Mythos, but this one just is a pass for me.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. It's mechanically a solid game. The book gets you out of the box, and the box gives you an experience that you can follow through. It's recognizable what you're doing and who you're doing it with or to however you want to look at that is comes out of the box and everything is recognizable. You know what you're supposed to be doing. It's not so bad that you, you sit there going, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Everything is understandable. You go from start to end. Uh, somebody's going to win, but after all that, for all the things that I've said, I'm with you there. This is like, I mean, I'd, I'd play it again, but I'd, I'd never pick it.
1: Right Before we end, I just remembered something that I wanted to make sure I said because it was based off of something you kind of said earlier. So Jordan found the one way to be a dick in the game, and that's to have the magnet (laughs) and just walk around. But the other way, collect bombs. (laughs) Bombs are the only way that you can damage another opponent. So there's technically no fighting each other in this game, but if you put a bomb off, and they happened to be in the same square in the three by three. three I think three, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they will take damage. So there was a lot of bomb collecting. <laughs> yeah, going yeah.
2: On. there was some mutually assured destruction <laughs> moments.
1: Uh, so there you go. I mean that that's our review. Of course, um, again, if if the game sounds interesting to you, if you do like the sixteen bar, uh, bit art and you have that nostalgia, if you like Zelda, if you like uh, King Arthur uh maybe check it out i'm sure there are many other reviews that you can check out and i'm sure there are a lot of people that like this game because again it is a mechanically sound game so i can see where this could be a hit for other people it's just not a hit for us um it didn't work for us so if if it sounds if it still sounds interesting and intriguing to you definitely do a little more research to check it out but i would do that research first i wouldn't necessarily just pick it up yep um but yeah if it appeals to you grab it um and of course uh, I want to thank Catalyst again for sending us more games. I think uh, you know we we work with Catalyst quite a bit. They sent, like I said, they send us stuff. We buy stuff. They are a company that we enjoy working with, but not every game's a hit for everybody. And and this is another one on our list that's not for us. <laughs> okay, what we're watching? Let <sighs> me go. Do you need some time? To...
2: No, I got <laughs> it. Because for me, what we're watching is uh, it's pretty simple. Well, we're well into... Well, not well into, but we're into the new TV season. So since everything on the CWDC shows is leading up to the crisis in December, mm-hmm. I'm going through... Well, we are, but we're going through in ep order now, just in case stuff is... Oh,
1: a crossover, yeah.
2: ...of the DC shows. Uh, so that's that's where we're putting our spare time these days in terms of watching. We haven't been to any movies recently, but I'm liking... I'm liking Batwoman overall, but I get the impression that they just told her to go watch Arrow because that was <laughs> just a, a bat show under a different color. Yeah. Cause she's very much early Oliver Queen. It's, you don't be afraid to emote. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, don't be afraid to throw like feelings out there. You don't have to be Ollie. <laughs> um, but it's got a nice cast of characters. Uh, and it's, uh, it's nice to have an actual bat for a bat story, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm liking it. Um, Sarah's not keen on it, but for the same reason, she's never been keen on Arrow because it mm. just is a lot of dark for darkness sake. But that's, that's really all we've been watching is, and some B5 is, uh, is mainly the DC shows so that Damn, I you. can keep up on that.
1: I don't even remember the last time we watched a DC show. Like we've, we've gone way over the other side. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> uh let's see i power watched some stuff here recently on netflix so the most recent uh season of bojack horseman just finished that it's course, too bad
2: they only gave him yeah, five seasons no chance to I grow the character at all it
1: really wasn't i don't know it's been five seasons of who is this person again <laughs> uh yeah so that recently got canceled but uh oh it's there's parts of it I like, but it's it's like a 20 30 minute top show or whatever so it's one of those i could easily power through but it's one of those it's like it's more of a dramedy than it is the comedy that it kind of started to be it's like okay now you're getting really dark now (laughs) you're like you know so i don't know it's i've enjoyed it but yeah i'm not i'm also not like sad to see it go right it's not like one of those like oh now i can't watch season six of bojack horse you know i'm not having that effect I watched the end of the effing world season two. Okay. Um, have you seen the, uh, you yep. okay. So I really loved season one and season one was basically, I don't know where it's set. It's, you know, it's, it's an overseas show, but it's this kid. So I'm, I'm talking about season one. Now, if you haven't seen season one, whatever, not spoilers, know. but season one was all about this kid who is kind of like on the path to be a serial killer. <laughs> and he meets this girl And his whole thing is, "Eh, I'm just going to hang out with her until I find a way to kill her. And then they end up, like, in a relationship, basically. So it's that whole first season is about that. And so this second season, and then, nah, something happens. So this second season, though, I just, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I watched it. I was fine with it, but I didn't have the same, this is cool, I can't wait to see season two kind of thing that I got off of season one. So. They have a season three. I'll I'll probably still watch it again. It's is this
2: Netflix or Prime
1: Netflix? Yeah. And it's like, you know, F asterisk, asterisk, K I N G, end of the effing world. Yeah. So season one, I really liked. Um, but season two, I was like, eh. And I'll watch, like I said, I'll watch a season three if they come out with it. But, uh, I was, I was a little, I I was a little curious how they were going to do the season, second season. And then it was just like, I thought, I thought there was going to be like a little, more of a twist than there was not like, Oh my God. But just like, okay, that maybe they there's a a new now that like they're almost, I was hoping like they were almost at a point where like each season they were going to add like a new companion. (laughs) That's a screwed (laughs) up companion, which who knows, maybe that's part of season three. Um, But yeah, it just, it, it didn't quite stick with me for as, as much as season one did. Um, Then I watched the current season of atypical. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one at all. I like that show. I think this was third season. I think it's uh, i I like the show it's it's basically about it's around a kid that has that's on the spectrum for autism and what he's dealing with, and they don't they don't like make him a like the butt of, you know it's not like oh, look how funny autism is you know that kind of thing, but it's like his him dealing with his life. With autism and the people he interacts with and stuff, and and it's a it's a comedy slash dramedy. It's got Michael Rapaport in it, so I like Michael as the dad. So I've I've been I've loved the season. So this this season is all about now he's gotten into college, and so him trying to deal with college, deciding like at one point he wants to be in the dorms, at one point he doesn't. Blah blah blah, you know. So all all of that, plus he has a girlfriend now. And all of a sudden him dealing with all these different things and, and you know in in his life plus what his parents are going through. So it's it's a it's a comedy and a little bit of it's a bit of a dramedy as well. There's some, some drama intermix, but I, I've really enjoyed the show. Uh, I think they've done a good job with it. And I, I like that the comedy isn't coming from haha, look, you have autism kind of thing. And it, and he's got a he's got an older sister, so she basically treats him like you're you're my brother gives him shit all the time of course his parents are like why or his especially as the mom is like why don't you leave your poor brother alone she's like fucking brother is <laughs> what, what i do, do. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff but then of course you know when 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 she's needed she's there for him that kind of thing so i don't know atypical i've really been enjoying that that series i that is one like i season four will be interesting um and i'm hoping then i'm assuming they're getting a season four but I've been looking forward to that one Uh, coming back out, and now I'm done with it, and I'm looking forward to the next one when I get to to watch it. We did go see one movie, uh, Zombieland 2. We did go see Double Tap. We enjoyed it for the most part. I know it's been kind of mixed on it. Uh, I will say the one thing I kind of wished was the doppelgangers, you know, the other crew, would have been in it more. It was more of a kind of a flash-in-the-pan kind of thing, which, I whatever. But it was a decent movie. I mean, we we went and saw it, you know, you're expecting zombie Land. It, it was more Zombie Land. And then my last thing is I am currently watching Power. So this is, I believe, season six of Power. So uh, I somehow missed that it came out. So I discovered it the other day when I was like, okay, let me get off of Netflix for a while. Let me go see what's on Amazon. Oh, well, there's a show I'm actually supposed to be watching. So uh, I'm probably a little more than halfway through the season and I'm enjoying it again for what it is so i obviously i've watched six seasons of it So something keeps bringing me back (laughs) uh for those that don't know this is like this it's on stars yeah 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 it's on stars so we have stars through our amazon prime account so it's on stars it's like a, a 50 cent production and it's just basically like these two guys that kind of came up together on the streets you know they were corner boys and now they're big you know they're they're running their own kind of empires and stuff and they've kind of been you No,
2: know, uh, empire was a different show <laughs> they're running their own empires
1: and they're kind of like you know they consider themselves brothers coming up even though they're not technically brothers but now it's like every season is the two of them either trying to kill each other or trying to help each other out basically i mean that's 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 maybe the last three so, se- family <laughs> yeah that was basically like maybe the last three four seasons so uh but i'm yeah i'm i'm still enjoying that one what we're reading slash listening to, you know what? I'm still the same game design stuff, business and marketing books, and then programming stuff. I, that if I have reading time, that's where my head is.
2: <laughs> I've only got a couple of things. I finished up the extinction machine, uh, another Joe ledger book. that's, but I think I'm done with the, the series. I don't know if there are more coming, but we, we were talking earlier before we recorded about, you know, where do you go? You know, mm-hmm. each book that there has been a a scientific explanation for where the the super bad has come from, like mm-hmm. scientific explanation for zombies, scientific explanation for vampires, super soldiers, that kind of thing. Uh, so okay, that's cool. This fifth book, aliens, and no scientific explanation for it beyond what he needed to make the story work. And so the aliens were just a bit of a MacGuffin to use to diffuse everything. at the end. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you've done w- what's left. Cause like the characters don't grow. There's no growth in this series, <laughs> but that's fine. It's not supposed to be a character growth series. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger and written form. You know, there, you're not expecting a deep thing here, but after a while it's like, okay, well, it's you've done aliens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've dealt with all the bad people, and now the bad people got trumped by aliens. You really don't. What's the next level? Where are you going? I'm not going to find out. <laughs> and I just started listening to Dooku Lost Jedi because he's one of the few characters that I liked from the, tr- the prequels more because of the actor than the actual character. And, I mean, I've talked about it before, like Tarkin. It's hard to make a villain sympathetic as a main mm-hmm. character for a book. But I'm interested to see how they do it with him because I never really viewed him as, uh, like I, I didn't watch a lot of the Clone Wars. So I don't know what they did with him there between the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never really viewed him as like evil. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was more of a, uh, I'm turning to the dark side for because it suits my political needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do with him in the book. Uh, I need to watch it.
1: I I think it's even on one of my lists somewhere to like a watch list. I haven't watched any of the Clone Wars and all that stuff, but I kind of
2: didn't do much for me. I want to at least Rebels. check it out. Yeah. So that's what I'm listening to right now. Uh, a lot of my time for for painting and stuff has just been, uh, more music or podcasts. What
1: we're playing. Like I told you before we recorded, I don't think we've recorded since I've been back from Madison. I don't Before think so. I even went to Madison, actually. So I was at Protospiel Madison uh, so I played a lot of prototypes, and I felt a little this was the first time I've ever felt weird or guilty at a protospiel just because i I am you know obviously I help run one and i I'm a big believer in the protospiel experience, which is that you know you play other people's stuff as much as you play yours. This was the first event where I had lines or not lines, but you know what I mean? Like people actually coming up to me over and over. Can you put this game on the can? So my three games got played a lot over the weekend, over that weekend. And specifically the impatience got a lot of play and a lot of love, which was awesome. Luckily by like Saturday, late Saturday and all of Sunday, I had some people that asked me to either brainstorm with them on designs. They had and sit down and and wanted my feedback And then all of Sunday, I was just like, nope, I'm playing other people's stuff. So I got a little bit of it back, but I I felt a little guilty because like all of Friday and most of Saturday was just me putting my game on the table and not getting to play a lot of other people's stuff very much. But I did. And I got to sit down and at uh, our friends, Matthew and Shane from Trinity Craft Games. I got to play their run, set, match that they're working on, which is one of their next games that's coming out. And I got to play a game, a tower defense, kind of a tower defense game that Matthew is working on uh, and give some feedback on that. So that was a lot of fun and, and a lot of other things that I got to play. So that was cool. I have recently, I haven't been playing it a lot, but I went back to revisit Gloomhaven digital mm-hmm. because they've done a lot of cool updates to it recently. And I, I, you may remember like when the first time when I talked about there's like, they, you can't do this. You can't do this. They can't. So there's a, a few things that they've changed. Now they have a tutorial, which is awesome. They also are, in the process i believe i don't think it's fully implemented but they're implementing the perk system no cool they are they took durability off of your items because that was another big thing everybody was upset about because they all your items broke Mm -hmm. after a certain amount of time so they took that off so they've just gradually making all these all these changes and it's getting a little bit more it's getting closer to i'm playing a digital version of gloomhaven which is is great so uh i visited that again uh here not too long ago i went ahead and i went through the tutorial and everything just to see what what got added and i'm pleasantly surprised like i said it's it's still early release but they are definitely making headway towards and listening to what people are saying um about making a digital version of gloomhaven It, it feels very much it's getting there it's feeling like gloomhaven finally figured out like once you get to towns and stuff like how to buy stuff out of towns all that kind of stuff all right and then um Megan and I have been playing quite a bit of Sea of Thieves, as you kind of know. We, I think we've talked about that before. But they had a, had an event here recently where you got double reputation and double gold, which is what we wanted, the gold. Because uh, we're both Pirate Legends. There's only one faction that—well, two factions if you count the arena side that we don't, we're do not we not maxed out on. But we, we love our gold. So <laughs> uh, we played a
0: quite— I like gold! Yeah.
1: We played quite a bit of that. Um, Also, somebody from the Game Crafter community downloaded it. So Megan and I showed him the ropes because he got on by himself and got just wrecked. (laughs) Uh, And then he got on once with me. Well, he started the game. My mic just stopped working as soon as I jumped on. And then some random guy joined because he had an open crew and he was playing a brig. So some random guy jumped on and was upset because... He was a new, he, like it was his first time like kind of playing or whatever. And then I was like, I can't say like, I, I'm, I'm typing a little bit, but you know, it's just not the same as like being able to go, okay, well, you know, as you know, cause you yep. played with us like, okay, well, here's how you sail the ship. Here's all the people you get to go see and what you can buy from them and all that kind of stuff. So luckily next night or, or something like that, like I said, uh, Megan and I jumped on with him and my, and I got my mic, like I got my mic working after we said, called it a night. Like all right, this isn't working. I was like, eh, oh crap! I just got my mic working. He's like, yeah, I just shut everything down. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we'll do it another time. So we played a lot of Sea of Thieves, uh, and again, had a lot of fun with that, and and are enjoying it again, remembering why we enjoy the game. And, and you know, again, it's like we didn't stop playing because of the game; we stopped playing a time. So mm-hmm. being able to find that time, one thing we might try to do this weekend is this weekend they're doing like the double reputation or whatever it is for the arena side which is like their pvp side you know they recently um it used to be you could only play on a galleon so four people versus however many other four people they introduced uh sloop versus sloop there now so megan and i are thinking about well if we're gonna suck anyway we might as well get double reputation <laughs> for it while we're sucking so we might try to hop on that this weekend and and just let people kill us for some double rep <laughs>
2: That's like how I used to play Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm going to suck, but it's double XP weekend. <laughs> it like, bring it on. So I've actually got in some good gaming recently between the stuff that we've been working on for the 10 by, which mm. we'll talk about.
1: Yeah, uh, I have that on the list here. There you go. I updated it before we came down.
2: We'd finally spent enough time away from the Pathfinder car game that we decided <laughs> we were going to try the new Pathfinder car game. And second edition or second whatever? Second edition, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I saw in Apocrypha, mm-hmm. uh I, I can see where he finally managed to work that in okay, to uh symbology and stuff like that to, right. m- to make card reading easier. Except, of course, I'm going blind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hadn't been prepared to play that because it was going to be our RPG day. And then one dude had to back out at the last minute. So I was like, OK, let's just do basic gaming then. OK, sure. Everybody's down for that. Hey, do you want to play this? Oh shit. No, I didn't bring my glasses. <laughs> so cause it's, it's, they changed the graphic design of all the cards and everything is just so small now. I mean, you, you went to symbology so you could free up words, but then you made everything smaller too. These two things don't go together, <laughs> but I mean, it plays well. And we, we've done two, two, of the, yeah, two, the first two chapters that come in the box. I mean, it's still basically the same game. It's just cleaned up a little bit. I like it. After that, we got in a good game of Shadowrun Sprawl Ops. Uh We were at four players, and all of us were within striking distance of the big boss. I eventually won. There was another guy on the round that I won that had got their second, and the other two were ready to go, if not for the fact that they had made the mistake of trying to get greedy and <laughs> did missions um the previous turn and rolled horribly <laughs> and... Uh, between them, between their eight runners, they had like five of them that were on recovery. <laughs> so, so they they were not as close as it seemed, but they seemed close.
1: Which I know we didn't say it earlier because it was kind of a, a not not really a surprise. But again, Shadowrun Sprawl Ops, uh, we will be reviewing that. Cat- yep. Catalyst sent us uh, yep. that as well when they sent us Super Camelot. And that is a game that, uh, Jordan and I both already own. So that would be the one after we review it. That'll be the giveaway. Somebody can take home.
2: (laughs) And then, um, got in four games of cryptid because that's a pretty quick game when you don't break it. (laughs) And we managed to break it mainly because, uh, you know, I, I honestly don't know how we got here, but it was our, it was our second game. And all of us were getting low on 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 cubes and 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 disks, and we were like, "All right, let's let's take the hint because we're clearly not we're not getting to where we need to be." And the hint broke the game for us because I, I had a thing that it had to, it must be within three of I forget which color, but it had to be within three of the the structures, and those were both on one side of the map.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so I I knew it had to be over here, and everybody. But everybody else was thinking something was going on over here. And I I couldn't figure out what they were doing. And they couldn't figure out that, like, I didn't have any disks on their side <laughs> of the map. Everything, all my guesses were over here because I knew it had to be over here. And I thought I had stuff going on. And then everybody would agree to one thing over here. So I'd try to put that, okay, what are we agreeing on? And does it fit over here too? And I'd put down a guess and it would like two out of the three would agree. And then somebody, always somebody was no. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what the note was. No matter what I was doing, I couldn't figure out what the note was. But they were not paying attention, not grasping that everything that I was doing was over here. So for, they were not <laughs> aware that it had to be over here. So then we all agreed we were going to take the hint because I, I didn't have it going on either. <laughs> and the hint was there are no within two spaces clues. And then that broke, that broke it because once we ran out of cubes, we all went over our clues. And there was only two squares that it could be based on all <laughs> our clues, but all those clues were within two of a structure, which <laughs> it couldn't be because it said there are no within two. So we was, are you sure? It's like, yeah, I was yellow and this is my clue and okay, blah, blah, blah. And this was the hint. And it was like, I've never lost this game before like this. Oh well, let's do another one.
1: <laughs> well, so that is that a weird techni- technicality? Are they like saying, None of your clues say they're within two. Your, your clue is within three, but it's technically within two,
2: but it's still. Yep. It's So yeah, that, that's. Yeah, we little... argued that out. <laughs> yes. Technically two is within three and one is within two, but it can't, that, that's <laughs> how we decided it was broken. If it, if it can't be a, a space within two, then the two spaces that it could possibly be based on all our clues are no longer valid. Yeah. That's what I've been doing.
1: Well, before we wrap this episode, we will, uh, go over our 10 by 10 real quick. And again, for those that don't know what a 10 by 10 is, uh, in September, we started playing, uh, a bunch of games and we have committed to playing 10 different games, 10 times each by next September. So, uh, we have been doing that. And of course, uh, if you haven't heard in previous, we've broken it up with five games that just Jordan and I are going to play. And then five games that Megan and Sarah are going to play with us as well. So um, they chose the five that we're going to all four play. And then Jordan and I sat down and, and chose the five that we're just going to play. So where we're at right now, again, not going to go into details on any of the games. Just going to give you the, the count. So Doomtown is still at zero. Edge of Darkness is at two. Space Base is at one. Clank is still at zero. Apocrypha is up to three now, uh, and which is good because that was one of the ones that we had on our list that we had not played before so we had no idea where we were going to be.
2: That was the potential breaker.
1: Yep. Uh, But again especially I think like Apocrypha we have plans to review in the future Mm -hmm. as well but we're up to three on that one now Uh, and then for the five games that we're playing with Megan and Sarah, Wingspan we're at one, Pandemic Legacy we're at two, Takenoko we haven't played yet, Villainous we're at one, and Escape is at two. Uh, And, again, Clank can be either version, and Escape can be either version, you know, the Curse of the Temple or the zombie one. In fact, in this instance, Escape, we played the zombie one twice because none of us had played that one before. Mm -hmm. So that is where we are on our 10x10, and hopefully, maybe tonight, we'll be adding a couple more. We'll be moving our meeples a little farther along the 10x10 track.
2: There's got to be at least one Takanoko. Yeah,
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there you go. Uh, Once again, thank you for hanging out with us. I'm Jeff King. I'm the Canadian. And we'll be back very soon. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast from Belle Province, discussing all aspects of the miniature wargaming hobby. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at UnitedGeeksNetwork.com.
0: The podcast, do that, because all us geeks, we last at allthisgeeks.com. That's where we unleash the bomb. Jeff and Jordan from Coast to coast, best of the best, the number one host. So put up your cups and toast. Cause here the end, we approach, but come back for more raps, more fun, more laughs, more this, more that. Up and down the mat, cause we geeked up. And thanks for showing love. We give up yours thanks with knowledge in the bank. Cause y'all are top rank and never should be spanked. So thanks for tuning in and giving. Cause if we win, win, win Cause that's how we always been. Well it's been fun, it's been real. Till next time stay chill, stay trill, do what you like and like